Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. I am so excited to talk to you today about what I've been learning and utilizing in my life about words and how powerful they are and noticing what we say and speak, especially surrounding grief. Um, so this is kind of a, an important topic. I think it's an important topic. So before we dive into that, I want to let you know that I do have a few spots open for one-on-one grief coaching. It's so hard to explain what I do in coaching. I've been told by my clients that there is no one who does quite what I do. I combine bottom-up and top-down processing, noticing thoughts, feeling emotions. I guide you through feeling emotions. And there's so much more. Talk about grief, normalize grief. If you are feeling stuck, um, feeling like this is just the way it is, I can help you. Your grief is not a problem. It really isn't. We always think of grief as like we need to get rid of it. It's a problem, but it's an experience to be felt and cared for. And I am honored to guide you through this most difficult experience in your life. If you want to apply for a spot, go to www.meganhillica.com slash grief coaching. Again, that's meganhillica.com slash grief coaching. All right, so let's dive in. I just want to, before we dive in, I guess, ask you to open your heart and ears to this episode because the way you think and speak about your grief journey can truly change how you experience it. Just like the thoughts in our minds are patterns in our brains, like that we say or think again and again and again, the words we speak are from the thoughts that we think. And so I want to take a few different words that we might say that we might think, you know, like hard, easy, painful, awful, horrific, light, heavy, flow, intense, good, and bad. All of these words are used to describe different parts of the grief journey. And we do need the contrast. We do need the difference. Like I've said before, we cannot have light without darkness, hot without cold. We connect and see the difference in these words and use these words to communicate how we're feeling. And I want to say that the way you're feeling is valid. It's real and the emotions are real. And we use these words to try to describe how we are feeling. Let's take an example of the emotions we feel. We label emotions as good or bad. and I really want to just notice these labels because if you are feeling an emotion that's labeled as good, it's easier to feel, right? And as soon as we believe that emotion is bad, we fight it with every ounce of our being not to feel it, to not process it. Because why would you want to feel that way? So we put this judgment on these um, 
emotions and feelings and saying that they're good or bad, or then as soon as we're feeling emotions that are so-called bad, we feel like we're doing it wrong. We feel like something's gone wrong and that we're doing it, not doing it the right way, that maybe we're not grieving right because we feel so bad. But if you just allow emotions to be energy with different intensities that flow through your body, then you can take away the judgment. So with all of these words that we use, we also bring judgment to our grief. We can take away the goodness or badness of it and just allow it to process. So I like to share this story of my daughter Aria's birthday. So it was a few years ago, and I just like to share this story because for me it was a really, really intense day that time. And the whole day was actually fine, and we did we usually do like a Ronald McDonald house where we or you know at the houses we go do a meal in her memory because she was in a hospital um, on her birthday. And we got those meals from the hospital at the Ronald McDonald House. So that is how we remember her. And we did that and we, you know, had our day. And then in the evening, both Justin and I really, that, that grief trigger or that wave really hit us in the evening. And I don't think I've, I mean, I can't say that. I cried so much. It was so intense. It was really, really intense. Me and Justin both felt like we had a grief hangover. I call it an emotional hangover. It's where like you're just the next week so exhausted. You feel like you've been knocked over. You're just so tired because you had so many emotions. That's what we had. It was such an intense day. But the thing is, is I don't say that it was a bad day. I don't say it was an awful day. It was just a really intense day and there were good parts and and more, I don't even want to say good parts. There were lighter parts and more intense parts. It was really just part of the whole experience. And this is what grief is, right? It is lighter and more intense. It has flow. It has, you know, when the waves crash and then we have when the waves disappear. And when we can just allow it to be that way instead of judging it all as bad and like you like tense your body up, you know, fighting it, not wanting it to be there. So if you think of like for me, her birthday and all of these these things like coming up to the holidays, they're not, I don't dread them because I know that all of the emotions that come, they're just a part of my grief and they're fine. When I'm not scared of these emotions and say they're good or bad, they're fine. I don't, I don't have to dread them, right? Because it's a part of my experience. And when I expect them, like yeah, I don't always know when it's going to hit, but when I know that it's normal and it's supposed to be there, and I don't say it's a bad thing, then it's easier to allow it to flow, right? So I want to, so that's just one example with grief, but I think the words we speak, not only about our grief, but about ourselves, about other people are so important. The words we use really help define our lives and define ourselves. So how do you talk to yourself? What words do you use when you speak of yourself? Look in the mirror. What do, you, what do you say to yourself when you look in the mirror? The more you repeat the words and the thoughts again and again and again, the more you believe them, no matter how true or untrue they are. So the words we speak and the thoughts we think might not be true. They might be true, they might not. But we believe that they're true. 
because we think them again and again and again. And so just question what you say. Question what you think. Question the words that you say about yourself. And I never noticed how much it mattered how I talked until I noticed my thoughts and I started to pay attention to them. I had the belief, I still am working on that, that I am not enough and that I wasn't grieving right, that I was doing it all wrong, that I'm not lovable. All of these thoughts and words that I said to myself felt so true. They felt like that is just how it is. I mean, it can't change. That's how it is, right? So notice how you're talking to yourself. Would you speak to a friend that way? Would you speak to someone you love that way? Would you speak to your child that way? And I have been a very sarcastic person in my life, and maybe I still am sometimes, but here's what I've learned. Even in a joke, saying something about yourself or about someone else can be harmful, and either they can begin to believe it or you can begin to believe it. And even if you're joking, it doesn't matter. It's still the words you're using. So I'm going to give you a few more examples, or I think that's my last example. Um, I have a daughter who is very, I say, I have said, bossy, who has a mind of her own, or if you want other people say, um, more like a wild child, or like, you know, they have their mind of their own. And I realized that calling her bossy wasn't, because it's kind of a derogative or negative term, it's not the greatest thing that, I don't want to use that term with her. So I want to learn how to say, wow, she's really good at managing things and getting them done. Not to say that the way she is is bad, like because that's what I feel like saying she's bossy is focusing on, but to pull out the good and notice the good in her personality, not only for herself, but for me as her mom. Like if I can notice the good about the hard parts of being her mom and what the good in it is, it's easier to be her mom. So just notice the words that you say, the words that you use to talk about other people, the words you use to talk about yourself, the words you use to talk about your children, talk to your children. They make a huge difference, not only for how you connect with others, but how you feel about yourself. So also about your grief. What words do you use to talk about your grief? What words do you use to talk about the people supporting you in your grief? I cannot stress this enough that your words are so powerful to use them well. And I hope that was helpful and that you begin to notice your words and not judge yourself, not be like, oh man, I'm not, I'm so annoying. See, and then we use those words. But just to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get curious about that. Um, Do I want to keep using those words? Okay, let's begin to choose different words. What do I want to do instead? What kind of words do I want to describe my grief? How do I want to um, face, you know, this holiday season coming up? How do I want to face the birthdays that are coming up? Do I want to dread them for months and months or and say they're bad and horrible days? Or do I want them to just be part of my grief journey and know that it's okay for whatever comes up and however it goes? Um, and just say it, it, is, it can be intense and that's okay. Intense emotions are okay. They're not bad. They're just okay. Um, so yeah, I hope that was helpful. And again, if you want to do one-on-one coaching with me, you can go to meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching and apply there. Until next week, friends, we'll see you next week. 
Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone. 